Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. CBSSports.com, NFL senior writer, Jonathan Jones. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on. No, appreciate your coming on. Uh, how many members of your family have had just about enough of you uh, like they have of me in uh, my lockdown situation? <laughs> you know, I've been working from home for some time in my career, so this is it's kind of business as usual for me. I have my routine. I know what I'm doing. I have my long walks. Uh, but uh, but no, it's uh, most of my family understands that uh, I'm I'm a I'm a home creature uh, most days of the week. That's good for you because uh, the uh, closed up McDonald family is about ready to run the supposed head of the household right out the door. They uh, <laughs> they've had their fill of me, but uh, good for you. All right, um, a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever it uh, comes to fruition, at some point you will contemplate writing an article on the effect the coronavirus has had on the offseason of the NFL. What's going to be the first point of the article? Well, obviously this offseason is going to be truncated. I mean, listen, the, the draft can still go on, and obviously guys aren't going to be dapping up Roger Goodell uh, across the stage in Las Vegas, but teams are going to draft in a, uh, draft prospects. That's absolutely still going to happen now. Uh, you look at a Tua Tagovailoa, that situation is going to be extremely precarious because of his injury history, because uh, teams making a top five draft pick investment in a guy better know what they are getting. And if he can't come into their facilities, if their doctors cannot get their hands on him, it's going to be very, very difficult for a Miami Dolphins or anyone else to make that pick. However, somebody will make that pick. And so uh, that's kind of the perspective from the draft side. You start looking at the league, though. Obviously, the offseason activities are going to uh, be postponed and or suspended. Uh, and then you start looking at it. Okay, when are they going to get back on the field? And, you know, frankly speaking, mandatory minicamp kind of looks like the earliest. They're in uh, early to mid-June. Uh, and if this stretches through the summer and you start getting into late July, the, the teams that are going to be at the top of the NFL are going to be the teams that have continuity. And that's why the Tennessee Titans, for example, in my opinion, uh, had such a good off season where, yeah, they lost Jack Conklin, their right tackle, but were able to retain uh, Ryan Tannehill and obviously Derrick Henry. So they can keep that thing moving. Whereas you have some of these teams, five teams with first year head coaches, they're really going to be struggling implementing their new systems. Teams with young quarterbacks that are not Lamar Jackson, um, are, are really going to struggle making that jump from year one to year two or two to three. And so you start looking around the league, the teams that have the most continuity, uh, the teams that have been ha had their product and their system in place for some time, those are going to be the teams that I would bet on early in the NFL season whenever it begins. All right, so uh, good point. Let's follow up. Uh, you say Tennessee had continuity. The Indianapolis Colts made a major move and a drastic change, and they're bringing in Phillip Rivers. 
as of now, they still have Jacoby Brissett. I think it's by the end of today, as a matter of fact, uh, if they don't release him, they owe him like a $10 million bonus. Uh, and if they put all that kind of money into quarterback, the quarterback position, I'd not only be surprised, I'd question it. But I think Philip Rivers is an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. The retaining of Ryan Tannehill in your mind is better. Do you think the Indianapolis Colts are in a better quarterback uh, situation? Adding a guy from outside at the stage of his career that he's at and the confidence that he has as compared to Ryan Tannehill, who had a hell of a half a season last year for the Titans. You think the Titans yeah, I, are in a better position than the Colts? I, I'm not I'm not amazed by either the Ryan Tannehill contract from a Titans perspective. So I'm not saying that I'm going to love the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill in twenty twenty two. however, in twenty twenty, seeing what Tannehill did uh, how aggressive he was throwing the ball, how few mistakes that he made, how efficient that offense was, because let's not forget how uh, Tannehill's insertion into the starting lineup absolutely changed the fortunes of the Titans. But, you know, Phillip Rivers, the second half of the NFL season was bad. He was objectively bad. And I understand that his offensive line wasn't great, but he was not putting his team in positions to win, had more interceptions than touchdowns in the final seven games of the season. Um, you know, he was just shot putting the ball out there, really. And that started from the Mexico City game against the Kansas City Chiefs and continued throughout the season. So I don't love either one of their contracts. I think the Colts were kind of competing against themselves for the one-year $25 million contract. At least they aren't tied up with him for a second and a third year. So what if they overpaid him? They still have the cap space. But in terms of who is the better quarterback right now, if we were going to go roll the football out there, um, it would be Ryan Tannehill. And what team is better positioned? It would be, in my opinion, the Tennessee Titans, again, okay. based off continuity now. But you do have a, a Philip Rivers, a very smart quarterback, who it's not like, okay, throw him out there and he's not going to know what to do in your offense. I will uh, uh, bet you Diet Coke that Philip Rivers, uh, the metric that I would choose would be quarterback rating, even though it is imperfect. I still think it's the best of all the options we have to analytically analyze how good a quarterback year a guy had. I'll tell you, I think Philip Rivers is going to have a better rating than Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's got to show it to me again. Um, so uh, you're, you're, you're more buying into the F season than I am. We'll see how it plays out. All right, uh, the other team that has grabbed a lot of attention past New England and Tampa with the big Brady move has been the Houston Texans. They ended up trading DeAndre Hopkins, I think the most talented wide receiver in the National Football League. For me, didn't get near enough in return. Some statements were leaked out after the fact. The relationship between the coach and his best player didn't sound real well, doesn't play real well if you're uh, Bill O'Brien. Um, I asked this uh, John McClain, who I'm sure you know covers the Texans on a day-in, day-out basis for the Houston Chronicle, what kind of pressure O'Brien, what kind of pressure O'Brien is under going into this upcoming season? He gave me an answer. I want to compare yours to his. How much pressure on O'Brien? Uh, a great deal. Um, I mean, last time we saw him, his uh, his team was giving up 51 unanswered points in, in three quarters. Uh, there's a there's a great deal of pressure. Not only that, that was the last time we saw them on the field. Uh, not only is he continuing to waste uh, Deshaun Watson's prime and his rookie deal. But he just gave up a top two or three wide receiver in the NFL for, for peanuts, uh, and it was ridiculous. And if he wanted to give him up because DeAndre Hopkins wanted a contract uh, that paid him 
on the level of an Amari Cooper who has zero first-team All-Pros or Tyreek Hill or Michael Thomas, then so be it. Um, You know, he signed that deal three years ago, and in the past three seasons, he's been a first-team All-Pro in each of those seasons, and he has gotten better. When you start looking around the league, well, you know, Amari Cooper was had by the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick. Stephon Diggs obviously just went to Buffalo. They had to give up a first-round pick. To only give up um, a second-round pick, to only get a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, to take on an untradeable contract like David Johnson's, who, if he were out there on the open market right now, probably would have gotten a one-year, two- or $3 million deal to take on that contract and all of his salary uh, and only get a second-round pick while giving him away is inexcusable and by far not just the worst deal of this free agency period, but probably the worst deal of any free agency period in recent memory. No, this one you and I are on the exact same page. We might not agree about Tiny Hill, but O'Brien is under pressure this year. I don't care how good a relationship he has with the owner of that football team. Uh, exactly right. Uh, you mentioned Amari Cooper and the deal that he got from the Cowboys. Cowboys have been quite active during this offseason. They gave Cooper the money. They threw the franchise tag on um, Dak Prescott. But uh, I think have actually done a couple of good things with what they have left to deal with under the cap. Is Dak just going to be okay playing under the franchise tag all year long? Or will that become a bigger issue when uh, we can actually see football teams joining in ranks together and starting to prepare for an upcoming season? Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see when he has to get out on the field. The Cowboys are just making a gigantic error, not getting him under a long-term contract as soon as possible. They made that error back last September. They've made that error now. If they don't get him under contract for the 2020 season, they will come to regret that decision because his number is just going to continue to go up and up. Uh, And so they should have locked him in a long time ago. Ultimately, I understand what the Cowboys are doing. They didn't have a ton of uh, money, and so they wanted to spend on the offense. They did lose some pretty key pieces on the defensive side, Robert Quinn and Byron Jones. And so when you forecast the NFC East, again, I go back to that continuity, the team that beat them uh, last season that should not have beaten them for the division crown was the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have gotten better in this offseason. Obviously, they're going to be more healthy next season at their wide receiver position. And so if the question is, did the Cowboys have a a decent or good free agency? Yes. Did they do enough to overtake a healthy uh, Philadelphia Eagles team next season? I don't believe so. Yes, they upgraded at the coaching staff position, if you will, uh, going from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. But still, I like what the Eagles were able to do, especially adding Slade. Uh, moving forward into 2020. Fair enough. Uh, let me ask you about an ex-Eagle player because he's another intriguing guy who moved this year. Uh, Nick Foles' career has been one of peaks and valleys. When he got a chance to finally play after being drafted by the Eagles, he had a season in which he threw 27 touchdown passes and only three interceptions. They decided to move on from him, trade him for Sam Bradford. Uh, he went to uh, L.A. and or St. Louis first and did absolutely nothing Uh, Flamed out with the Rams, had a little pit stop in Kansas City, got a hug from his guy Andy Reid, and then moved back to Philadelphia, comes off their bench, wins him a Super Bowl, gets him into the playoffs for two years, but then he wants to get paid, so he goes to the Jaguars, signed a $50 million contract, ends up costing him $30 million this year to watch him go 0-4 with three touchdowns and two interceptions. Now he moves on to the Chicago Bears. What Nick Foles is going to show up in the Windy City? 
uh, a Nick Foles that's probably going to be better than the quarterback that they had that they traded up from three to two a couple of years ago to to get when they didn't have to. That's the quarterback that's going to show up. I don't know if we're going to have Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles or if we're going to have the dude who you know bounced around to all those spots that you just mentioned. But I do believe that he is going to be an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky. That's and I, and this is coming from a Tar Heel. Uh, I've been watching Mitch Trubisky for a very long time, and I've never necessarily been impressed by his skill set. I was shocked when the Bears traded up for him. I have not been surprised by where his career so far has gone. Now, did the Bears remarkably upgrade at the quarterback position? No, they didn't. However, I do understand that there weren't a lot of options out there. Are they going to go after Jameis Winston and try to live with his 30 interceptions a season? That's a difficult proposition. Are you going to hope that Cam Newton's shoulder and his foot hold up? That, again, is a difficult proposition. Andy Dalton, is he going to be any better than Mitch Trubisky? Maybe not so. You hope that the best Nick Foles is still going to be better than Mitch Trubisky's best, and I do believe that that can happen. But are you going to see it on a week-in, week-out basis? No, of course not, because Nick Foles has never shown that in his entire career. Uh, we've been successful in avoiding uh, Tom Brady and uh, moving on to Tampa and the Patriots and what they have left for 12 or 13 minutes here, but I can't not ask you about it. At least one specific question. Who's going to be the starting quarterback if, if, if opening day is opening day? I think the better way to frame it is over the majority of the games of the season, who will get the most starts for the New England Patriots? One guy... Uh, might not be the guy on opening day, but who do you think will end up starting most games for them over the course of the year? Yeah, it's an interesting way to phrase it. I'm still going to go with the guy that I think is going to be their week one starter, the only guy out there right now that makes sense, and it's Andy Dalton. I think that Bill Belichick does not want to part with his four picks in the top 100. I don't think that he's going to have to in order to get Andy Dalton because everybody knows that the Bengals are trying to unload him and get some sort of compensation. And after all these musical chairs with the quarterbacks, not many teams actually need Andy Dalton. And so the, the Patriots do. He's a low-risk guy. Um, you are going to make the cap space for him. You don't want to go out there and sign a quarterback. Again, Jared said I'm a nice guy, probably not ready to take over. Again, if this offseason and the preseason is going to be truncated, you want to get a guy who's going to be able to plug and play, who's going to understand your system, a veteran. Andy Dalton would be that guy. And so I have him penciled in to the New England Patriots right now just because it makes – the most sense out of everyone that is out there. Now, if you get a healthy Cam Newton, again, that would probably be the best thing, but that's always a big if, and it has been the last three years with Cam and his health. And so I have Andy Dalton in week one and the majority of starts for the New England Patriots right now. So you think the reports that have leaked out over the last 24 hours that the Patriots have next to no interest in Andy Dalton is all just fake news to try and run uh, back the request of how high a draft pick would be to uh, acquire him for the Patriots? It could be. I mean, you know, the Patriots have have uh, always liked to play games in the media so much as Bill Belichick does not uh, play nice in press conferences. Uh, that team somehow has always found its way uh, with a lot of smoke screens in the media. Uh, and you always wonder how that happens, right? It's funny how that happens. So uh, they may, <laughs> the reports out there may be that uh, right now. But, again, I would not be shocked if we see Andy Dalton suit up for the Patriots. Jonathan, good stuff. Appreciate you playing along and having a couple of yucks with us. You gave us good information, too. Uh, we will touch base again down the road. Thanks for a couple minutes today. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.